Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Speak Dispatch. I'm Joe, here today with Leslie, Doug, and John. Our lighthearted discussion will offer some different perspectives, opinions, and new ideas in our dispatch world. Today, we're going to be talking about leadership. And if you are promoted from inside your walls to a leadership position, and what we would advise you to do and maybe not to do. So I'm going to bring everybody full screen here. Good one. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> there you go. And since this is one of our first ones, we're just going to have everybody take a few seconds and go ahead and introduce themselves. John, we're going to start with you. Go ahead. Go, John. Okay. Thank you, Leslie. Uh, this is John. I've worked, I've been in the business about 24 years and worked in a large agency on the East Coast. Very nice. Oh, I'll go now. Uh, my name's Leslie. Uh, I work at a smallish agency uh, in Southern California. I've been doing this about 28 years. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. Keep it up. And, and then again, I'm Doug, and I just retired from a uh, large state agency, and I've been in the business around 30 years or so, and uh, worked as every rank you could imagine in dispatch, so I've been all over the place. Yeah, and lastly, I'm Joe. Got a little over 20 years in the 911 experience, and like Doug, I've worked almost all positions as well. And we're going to be talking about just a lighthearted conversation on leadership and as if you were promoted. So, Leslie, uh, what do you think the number one piece of advice you'd give somebody that's promoted from peer to supervisor? Wow. Well, hopefully that they've been thinking about it for a while because it it is a transition. Um, but I think one of the, the, the first things, the best things that you can do is c connect with your employees. You know, whether it's from inside an agency and now you are kind of the next step up, or if you went to a new location, uh, start making those connections. Because I think a lot of time people think leadership as this big thing and they forget that it's really leadership is more about the people not so much about the title. Yeah. And John, what do you think about that? Totally agree. Um, we all know leadership does not have to occur just because of the supervisor title that someone competes with to promote. Um, we have a lot of informal and formal leaders already in our own organization, whether they self-identify or not. Um, but to answer your question, I think communication style is something that can be learned and tailored as one of the things that people have to uh, either continue or continue to finesse when taking that promotion. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I, th I think you have to, and I know Doug, I'm going to cut you off. I think you, you are <laughs> That's what we do. talking, I, please. Uh, you'll thank me later. Uh, but I think as John's talking about, and I, and I know, cause I I've known Doug for so long, you know, that he's going to go down this road. But I think that another thing that leadership does is it requires you to self-reflect on your own actions and your own performance because when you walk in that room or that door or that building, everybody's looking to you for guidance. And if you do something, they're like, oh, well, they did it, it must be okay. Right. Yeah, you know, and I will tell you that I, I am a firm believer that if you just put out an advertisement saying, we want somebody to promote, 
you will get the person that should not promote promoting. That's why I've always like tried to encourage the right people. Hey, you'd be good in this job if you promoted. And they're like, no, no. And I'm like, no, you really would because you've seen them operate on the floor. You've seen the way they interact with people. You know, they've kind of got it. And that's the ones you want to encourage to promote because it's not easy to promote in-house. No. I mean, I promoted in-house and it's not easy. You get kind of, you're kind of stuck in that limbo of, do I say something? Am I more of a disciplinarian? Because I don't know about y'all, but new supervisors I've encountered love to discipline people. They feel like that's oh, yeah. their role. Yeah. And it's like, really, it's not your role. So, yeah, that's not what it's about. But I think as someone in the leadership role, if you are that person already, doing what you're doing, Doug, and, and, and pointing people in that direction, but also, and, and I, I am not very good at this, is recognizing that if I'm frustrated with decisions that are being made up the chain, or if I think, you know, geez, this is a great topic, this is a great policy, that I, ha I really have to temper my response. And we call it managing your own name. I'm not going to walk into a room and say, well, the chief said this is what we're going to do, so this is what we're going to do. But it's whether I like it, whether I support it, whether I came up with it, or whether I think it's the worst idea ever, I'm going to come in saying, hey, guys, this is what we're going to do. If you've got any questions, let me know. But you have to be really, if you're already in that position, be really mindful of how you are portraying that that well, I think idea. a lot of people don't think of it as our job is kind of political. Oh, yeah. We have higher ups that make decisions that not necessarily work. And we have to kind of like, I can't undercut them because then they're going to, the floor is going to decide what other things do we want to undercut? Maybe you too. Right. And it's right. I, I just don't like that kind of thing. And that's why it's like, even when I've had major squabbles with higher ups where I went and went straight at to them and said, we shouldn't be doing this. And I get overruled. I still got to go back and say, look, this is what the policy is. This is how we're going to do it. And yep. here's the why and the how it, yeah. that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. One of my colleagues that said it. One of my colleagues said it best. He says it around quite a bit. Is we're salespeople. We're making a sales pitch, and we talk about communication styles and finessing that. Two things we have to remember, and for those who are newly promoted or are looking to promote, you know, these are two things to to think about: is communicate right. the why and the how. Yeah. yeah. Right. And big things. And right. one of the best pieces of advice is one right. of the best piece of advice was came from my stepdad. He ran several different companies. And he told me when I first became a leader, he said, you know, you agree um, with decisions and you also support them. You can disagree with decisions, but make sure you do that in private during the right, right time with the leaders. But even if you disagree and they make a decision, most of the time you have to go back and support it to the people you're leading. So oh, yeah. he said, yeah. agree and support, but also disagree and be willing to support. And then you'll learn a little bit about leadership. But I also want to touch real briefly. You guys said, what's the number one thing you should do? I think it goes back to what all of you said, and that's building relationships with your people. But I'm going to spin that just slightly and say that okay. just because you come from inside your walls doesn't mean you know how the person you used to work with as a peer, you know how they want to be led. Right. Oh, right. Totally. in working them with the peer and you need to find out what their career aspirations are as a leader yourself so building relationships with new roles identified i think is huge right and and yeah. i think you know because there is that very uncomfortable transition sometimes from buddy to boss mm -hmm. because now you may have to hold somebody accountable for the stuff that you got away with last mm -hmm. week 
And, and so, but I think if you come at it from a, a not, a, not necessarily vulnerable is not the right, right word, but if you come at it with honesty and say, you know what, this is, this is where we are now. And last week, our expectations were here this week, our expectations are here. And it's my job as your supervisor. And I hope you can help me bring up the level of the entire organization. And I think if you can get them on board early, yeah. then, and they recognize that you are being honest with them. You're not trying to, you know, smoke and mirrors or something yeah. like that. I think that helps. Well, I know that I've, I've always tried to explain to supervisors to not give away your power, if you will, because like I, we would have somebody in management say, hey, that person needs to be written up. And so then that's the way to write somebody up, but say, well, they told me to write you up. And I'm like, mm. oh, yeah. basically just giving away everything. It's like, right. you're the puppet. You're nothing more than a Mariette. Right. Right. And I'm like, you have to say, you know what? I'm writing you up because of this reason. This is why. Right. Right. I hated to give it to somebody else because then I'm nothing at that point. So, right. Doug, you mentioned about Doug, you mentioned about someone, uh, you know, promoting from within, and yeah. just because they're a good dispatcher. It's one thing to have the technical skills, but I think one thing that we're all relating to is having the human skill. Yes. And it does boil, boil down to engagement and communication. Yeah. And I'll be honest and put myself out there. It took me some learning to to do. Well, I, I think we're all yeah. kind of me, me too. I, I will tell you something, something that really I didn't think about at the time being a slam, but it really was. At the time I first tried to promote, we had to do this thing called an SOQ, Statement of Qualifications, written by your supervisor. And my supervisor wrote this thing saying, Doug is an excellent dispatcher. He handles all the calls perfectly. He's great. And I went and took the test and I failed. And I came back and said, I can't believe I failed the supervisor test. And she goes, read the SOQ. And I said, it says I'm a great dispatcher. She goes, right. you are, you're a very good dispatcher. You're not a supervisor. You're not right. a supervisor. I'm like, right. damn. <laughs> right. But, but, I, but I, have a, I have a question for the room because this is always a hot topic is does your immediate supervisor, or does, does a supervisor need to be able to know how to process a call, handle the radio, do the, the line level things? How, because I mean, and it, it goes back and forth, but what John, do you think that somebody in order to be a good supervisor or and i know now we're, we've kind of intertwined the the words supervisor and leader because those like john said that's not necessarily the case but what do you think does the supervisor need to know how to do the job on one hand yes particularly when we're talking about employees about job performance and knowing not just what needs to get done but the right thing to get done at the right time on the other hand i've heard and to me it's a valid argument, is think of a battalion chief in a fire department who is overseeing the hazmat unit. Right. That battalion chief may never have been hazmat qualified. Right. His job is to make certain the hazmat unit has what it needs to get the job done. Right. He or she, he or she may have hazmat qualification, but maybe not any special certifications that people the hazmat team have. Right. But is that battalion chief no less qualified? I don't know. That analogy, right. that's a good one. Wow. It is, it is a good, good one. And I, what I think is that uh, it helps. I think uh, it definitely helps when you absolutely understand the job. And I also show that, I think it shows the people that you're leading, that you're willing to learn the job that you are leading when you know how to do it. And even if you don't know how to do it, just going out to the dispatch floor when you have time to sit with them and saying, why don't you show me what you do on a day-to-day -day basis so I can learn a little bit, I think goes a long ways. 
Right, well, right. I, I, yeah. My last day at work, I was still answering calls. I just like doing nine on one calls. I like it. Mm -hmm. It's a fun thing for me. And I always, you know, and I never thought about the analogy John just said, but. <laughs> well, I didn't think of it until someone told me. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll go back in my corner now. <laughs> but I've had people tell me when they promoted, I'm not answering calls no more. And I'm not dispatching because I oh, promoted yeah. for a reason. And I'm like, yeah, no. I don't like that. It's like, I'd yeah. rather not do the job. And people see me answering calls and they're like, well, hell, he's in with us too. We're all in the same thing. And, so. and that, is, that is the strongest message. I know growing up at, in, throughout my career in my current organization and prior is we look at the supervisors who would be sometimes working supervisors and other times not, but just in the center and they're reading newspapers, cutting jokes. Meanwhile, exactly. the are ringing off the hook and it's like, seriously, right. you pick up a call. So I right. do know it certainly helps, but in our line of work, if I haven't done the job, Leslie, to your question, if I haven't done the job, particularly to the training that I am, the training that the organization expects, right. then can I pitch in other than be a director? Yeah. Right, right. Right. And I think that's where that, that role of leader versus supervisor or leader versus manager comes into play because I think there is a, a distinct assumption maybe that, oh, I'm, I'm at this level, so I don't have to do this anymore. But a leader would go in and pitch in. A leader would go in and lend a hand, regardless of their, their level at the organization. And that would it's huge. It's absolutely huge. That's, and to Joe's right, point too, it, right it helps. I, left, I had our captain who does not normally patrol was out pulling people over writing tickets and everybody was like, why is the captain out? What, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm a road cop. I want to do that. It's like, that's right. my thing. And I'm like, but you shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Please don't. That's a lot of paperwork for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, at least he's not going to booking. He's just doing parking. Yeah, he's right. just doing like traffic tickets. It's like, oh Lord. So if I had to wrap this uh, training up or whatever you want to call it, uh, the discussion up, what's uh, one thing you would tell a supervisor in one sentence? Avoid this. And we'll close with that for this session. Avoid this. Come to me last. Like I, <laughs> I Doug, think. Doug, we'll start with you. Oh, mother. Uh, <laughs> one sentence, I would probably tell him like to remember where you came from. And remember how it is to be on the floor out there. And remember, sometimes you feel kind of devalued. So I would tell them, be aware of that. John? Those were three things. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, that's Doug. He's an overachiever. I'll stick to answering the question. Oh. Um, <laughs> be willing to work hard. Okay. And Leslie? The bumper sticker, by the I, way. I think I things to avoid is avoid getting in your own way. You know, bring people along with you, but don't think you're the only one on the journey. Right. That's awesome. And I would just end with never forget your people are your most important asset. Amen and I, amen. When I first started, I think I lost sight of that for a few years and I'm uh, thankful to my people to help me find the way again and get back on the right track. So Absolutely. I hope you enjoyed this discussion on We Speak Dispatch. Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a comment or a story idea, just go ahead and post it in the comments on Facebook, or you can email us at wespeakdispatch at gmail.com. We'll be coming back to you periodically with other 911 dispatch discussions, and we hope to see you soon. Thanks, everybody. Great. See ya. Good night. Good night.